Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I almost broke my penis in half. I think that happens to a lot of men when they yeah. let girls on top who can't hold their oh, body weight. Oh, yeah. I mean, by the way, you know, I will give you a gold star. Like, you know, uh, I, I will give you a Duke of Edinburgh silver, a gold award for your on top behaviour. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Couples Quarantine. I'm James Haskell. I don't like it when you talk like that. Why don't you like it like that? I, like I hate it. so much. I just think it's like my powerful podcasting voice and if I, I don't know if you know but I'm quite big in the podcasting world at the moment. <laughs> First of all guys, just wanted to say thanks so much for everybody who emails in for all the amazing feedback. There are some secret keynotes who are really enjoying Couples Quarantine. Oh my god, we've had, I mean, so many emails and actually, you know what, it's really interesting because I feel like all the emails we're getting from women are really like thoughtful and really kind of measured and like like really complimentary and all the emails that we've had from men are really like mm. women hating. Mm. Well, we'll read them. And we will read them. We will, we will read, read them. them. Um, also, just want to shout out again to uh, all my mates who are listening who are pretending they're not listening you know exactly who you are everyone messaged me as if it's like they're doing drugs they're like by the way mate um, couples quarantine's fucking funny and I'm like well thank you thank you and then, but then they deny it and they move on and go oh, I'm just going to go and chainsaw down a tree okay this is quite long but bear with because it leads to a very interesting topic okay Tammy I love you and I love this email So I feel the need to message. I've just listened to the first six episodes of Couples Quarantine in less than a week. I wanted to say thank you to both of you. Jeez, I never do this. Message gushy shit. Um, but I really wanted to say thank you so much to both of you it sounds awful but I've been married eight years in November that's not the awful part my husband (laughs) is an ex (laughs) (laughs) my husband is an ex squaddy and is now in private security in places like Angola where he worked for eight years of our relationship and now back in Afghan where he was throughout lockdown he was away for just six for over six months in total. Oh, wow. Anyway, the reason I wanted to say thank you is for helping me realize that he is just a normal bloke. When we first started dating, he was away in Algeria. So our getting to know each other phase was online for three months before the first date when he flew me out to Algeria at New Year. Oh, for that that time, he was really romantic, OTT and very much the Disneyfied version of a man in a relationship. That's how men should stay. FYI, pro tip for you there. Fast forward and the squaddy has quickly emerged. There's a part of me that just thought, oh my God, his sense of humor, his thought process, sometimes it's just way too much for me. I genuinely started to think that it was just him and whether we were right together. However, listening to you guys has made me realize that actually, no, it's just men in general. And no offense, James, but men in general are sometimes disgusting, crude, ridiculously annoying and bad humored. Wow. <laughs> I'm completely funny, <laughs> fucking, really amusing. I've completely realized that I need to chill out and go with the flow do, rather babe. than... Ra- 
don't be rude she's saying thank you rather than get myself worked up or irritated it has been a regular oh my god is it just me question anyway i'm rambling and i'm sorry but i just wanted to say a huge thank you for putting yourselves out there airing your dirty laundry and now i realize that it's very normal between couples um and thank you for being so honest thank you from someone who's now going to chill out a bit more tammy you're welcome tammy I love this email. Security guard husband sounds like Squaddy. Okay, right. So the topic that we can draw from this, Mm -hmm. and let's do it succinctly for once. (laughs) Are all men the same? And is it just a case of some of them, you, are much more honest about it? And some of them are a little bit more socially aware about when to rein it in and not be so honest? Well, I think, first of all, your point about being socially aware is very key. I think there are outliers that you're going to bring in one outlier into the, this conversation who you held. There's two outliers in your life, your father and your mate Glynny, but we'll, you, can, you can bring them up. No, I, ha- I have a big group of, of male friends and I've got lots of brothers. Yeah. But you come No, but from... what I mean by outliers is I mean that, I'm going to, to my point, that they are anomalies into the spectrum of men. So my answer is that men are very similar. Character traits, uh, nature versus nurture will create a different person. There are a lot of men out there talking a lot of shit and pretending a lot of things to women um, just to get their end away. Uh, Also for a happy wife, happy life situation. Uh, I think that, yes, I am particularly crude. I am particularly um, uh, outspoken. I have always been around men my entire life. I've basically been institutionalised from the age of Yeah, but you've been been around, let's just be very clear, a very specific type of man. Yes, legends. No. boarding school boys that play rugby and yeah. that, that is not yes. reflective I, of I men agree. in general I agree and I didn't go to university and I would say I, one of, I would. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck me oh, you know, you're, you're the brains of the operation are you uh, no I dropped out of uni yeah of course you did yeah I did yeah like one week you just yeah, did, you did all the fun. dick did all the party <laughs> yeah. and left <laughs> god is that yeah. the time mum dad oh, how's university going well I you know can I put my foot on you of course you can um and no, I think t- to be honest with you, that yes, I ha- I didn't go to university, so I am not the most rounded person. And actually, I, you know, you've taught me to be much more rounded. I, I don't have any female friends. Um, I, well, I, you do now. I, I do now. Since yes. you've retired, yes, but enough. it's also harder to to have female friends when you've objectified women because women for me when I was at school and most boarding schools and, and armed services and everything else I know women are in now armed in the armed services, services no, but you have a very you ma- weren't in the armed services no what I'm giving an example about? of people like, like boarding school like male orientated sports teams boarding school I've got armed, forces. In the armed forces and I don't think they're similar to you oh, right. at all yes I mean listen they'll say anything to get into your fucking knickers Chloe wake up <laughs> they can men, men, they're yeah. yes yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> officer Joe. and a gentleman Joe. yeah anyone in a uniform you'll Not take fireman postman <laughs> postman pat um anyway so my point is that yeah i have had that and, I, and to be honest with you it has it has meant that i have a certain view and i've always objectified women in a sexual way mm. because i didn't have female friends we didn't have that when i think we go to university yeah. and uh, out of those things you, you have female friends start broadening your horizon you start seeing things differently and i have become a lot less of a misogynist a lot less of um you know, uh, and I see women very differently, and I'm obviously married, very happily married, so I don't, I'm not objectifying women into sex. <laughs> Why is your nose, Greg? Um, so I think yes, but I do think that men are pretty similar uh, in in my experience. But I also find that when men are around women, they put on this pretense. I've never been good at it. I was all, I was universally hated by all my teammates, wives, and partners because I just would say whatever I was going to say, whether they're there or not. 
And I also no, think... No, because you would yell at them for getting into relationships. No, Because no. you were single. No. And hateful, because you'd gone through a horrible breakup, and then you, all your teammates had to be single no, with you. No, I, I used to bollock them for putting really cheesy, shitty photos up there and, like, you know, being absolutely dominated. There's one bloke who's a teammate who, like, talks about... You know, oh, I just can't even bring bring it up. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so my point is, is that I think men also do fib a lot. I think at least that guy, yeah, the guy's in in an arm. You know, is a, is a, in a difficult job. He's quite crude. We, you know, women. He's not. You're not going to understand that. But I don't think all groups of sexes can be labelled the same. I think that's wrong. But we do have a lot of very similar traits, as do bloody women. Mm. I think, um, okay, so as I said, I have a very big group of male friends. And I have. <laughs> That's what you're calling them now, okay, is it? Well, you, again, like you can't even comprehend it because you went to all boys boarding school, like rugby board. I don't get the whole men. having friends with women. Okay, thing, well, okay, you know. well, that's a different topic. So we can talk about that after. But I have a big group of male friends, none of whom I've slept with, FYI. Fact. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> none of whom I've slept with fact and i also have older brothers and i've i went to a mixed school of you know growing up first in manchester and then in london so i'm like a city girl um meaning that i have a very diverse view of people and society right you by contrast went to an all boys boarding school and then went straight out of school into rugby like you said we 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 did have girls in the last two years but they weren't interested in me and then me and my mate made a porno that really didn't go down well so they were even less interested in me it's funny how that story changes every time you tell it why well how you did make a porno it's a joke we'll make it up it's actually in my book what a flanker that's out now by the way which you'd look into the truth is there I didn't make any porno but everybody fuckhead fuckhead thinks I did so I'm just rolling with the stereotypes Um, anyway so I think that all men I, I will say the the nurture part, obviously, this is obviously goes without saying. The nurture part is different for all of you, and that has a huge impact on how you develop as men and how you are with women and in a relationship and how you view things. Um, so the nurture part is important. However, I would agree that yes, by nature, men are different. They do see things differently. I think um, you know that obviously you you. I think you go through a, a phase, and I don't know how long it lasts. I read a really interesting quote. I can't remember who it was uh, by. It was a. Uh, God, it was like a classic novelist and he basically said that he stopped thinking with his dick in his 60s and he looked back in hindsight on that whole period of his life from you know adolescence all the way up to, to kind of middle age and was like holy shit I was ruled by my penis yeah. um, and I think that that is very much nature the nature of a man um, and I think but I do think that James you are and Tammy your husband sounds like a very much one end of the spectrum of that barometer of man who is kind of offensive, thinks with his dick, um, slightly like like doesn't really know when to not say things to you, which I am with you, babe. Like the amount of times James will talk or say something and I literally have to like dig my nails into my hand because I'm like, that is so sexist or like that is so offensive. But I know that he he is, like I say, on that kind of, end of the spectrum of of man and i have to remind myself that i knew that when i married him and i have to suck it up yeah but on the other end by contrast i will say this i have friends and family members who are nothing like you and they're men who would never dream of saying some of the stuff that you say to a woman not because they're scared that it's too honest or like they're trying to hide their you know their yeah. their, their shameful self but because they genuinely don't no, think No i like agree that. with that. But then i do think there are liars as well. So James and I recently got really drunk with a friend of ours and i said to him like did you ever cheat on his ex and he was like no never and James was stood behind him shaking his head like lying. Whoa 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 He's snip lying. fucking 
fucking hell, Chloe. <laughs> That's actually I'm, that has actually happened two or three times. Fu- so, are you no, serious? You made me over a fucking no, snitch. Because I, I think snitch. that you want men to be as honest as you, and I think that's a good thing. No, no. I, I think. Look, uh, uh, let's be very clear. If, I, if in an argument, uh, you know, do people cross boundaries? And some men would uh, say things, and others don't. You're hundred percent. Sometimes I say what I say to my friends. What I said in an argument, unanimously, you can't say that. So that that box off. Oh my god! Even Doza, yes, who is going to come on the yeah. podcast at some point, has said to James before in front of me, "Poor, poor you." Then like, mate, can't yes, say that. Yeah, yes, agreed, agreed. <laughs> so, so, so box that part off. In terms of what you say in an argument, boundaries are men the same? No. Take that out in terms of the way men view women and the way uh, uh, men operate and talk amongst each other versus how they talk in front of girls. There is a lot of a uni- there is a universal strand because I've seen people that you respect. Buying clothes that will say something like, oh, know, bloody yeah. women, like yeah. roll your eyes and cry. Do you think you would be different if you'd gone to a mixed school? Yes. I, 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 and I, or hadn't played I don't hockey. want to send my children to uh, a boys' own school. I, what I mean by that is, is that if my only exposure to girls was at a disco or it, they're, they're always going to be sex objects. There was no comparison. There was no like friends. There was no like. So how do you deal with that now that you're married? He, well, I'm married. That's the first and foremost. But I don't. But what I don't pretend is is that like we went right. Like, you talked in the last podcast. I don't see a fit woman, or I don't see a fit no, man. No, I don't care if you. No, see no. A but, but but I just. It's when you know. It's when men f- f- men will pillow talk to get their dick wet because they are literally thinking with their penis, as you said, for a lot mm. for a long period of time. We talked about it last show. Talked about it for that. Get so fired up, can't think straight, make a stupid decision. The moment you come, what was I thinking? I'm never doing that again. I think a lot of men will go, God, he said he said what? Oh, I'd never say that. No, ah, you know, and no. then before you know it, he's giving you a dick to no, cry on. You know, I mean, no, shoulders no, 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 no. to cry on. So one of my best friends, Lee, shout out to Lee. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He has better things. What kind of terrible friend? My friend. Um, podcast. Your friends don't have anything better to do. <laughs> my friends are high-powered people. I've only got three of them. <laughs> Dozza, Jamie, Robbie Thomas, <laughs> um, Trusy. He listens. That's it. What was I saying? Oh, okay. So, so my friend Lee, really, really good friend of mine. He... Um, and then my friend Glinny, we all went for dinner the other night, right? And we were talking, I cannot for the life of me remember what we were talking about, but it was this very topic, men, are they all the same? You're slagging me off from it. No, I don't think it was about you. It was men, are they all the same? I think I usually was an example of, uh, just like I did in this podcast, a, a barometer and being on one end of the spectrum because you are such like a lad's lad, went to, went to boarding school, did the rugby thing, the whole thing. Hmm. And I said... I think I said that. And then Glynny was like my other friend who is absolutely the exception, not the rule. He is like he is like the most gentlemanly gentleman of all time ever, like gentle man. That is him. And he was like, no, but he's opinionated, which I love. He was like, no, this is ridiculous. All men are not like that. All men are not the same. That's absolutely not true. And my other friend, Lee, who's much more in the middle of that, he's center, was like, I don't know, Glinny. I don't think you're a good judge of this because I think that you're the exception, not the rule. And then he actually did use you an example. And he said, I also think James is the exception, not the rule. He was like, I think we're all different, but we're on a spectrum. And anyway, that's why. I, yeah, I think Glinny's lovely. Like, I absolutely love him. He's so nice. Brilliant. He's definitely murdering prostitutes and burying them under a patio. They're like, he, he can't be that nice all the time. Some people are something. just that He's nice. He's torturing animals. No, I don't believe it. There's Some people are just but, that nice. But, I'm such a good judge of character. <laughs> if he was faking it. Like, Chloe, I know one how person. How many times have you been disappointed though? I know one person who's fake nice and I like go along with it yeah. because, you know, that's what you've got to do. But I can see right through Yeah, of it. course. But, but all I'm saying to you is, I think to, to, to paint both sexes 
places with a, with a brush say the same is, is, is wrong. I, I think that, that some of them have really strong stereotypical traits. I think men do a lot of fibbing, a lot of bullshitting. I am an extreme version. But I also think that the bigger point to this is women spend their entire lives thinking they're going to change men. They're going to take this reclamation project, which is this farting, aggressive, loud, sexist bloke, and, and, and form him into some sort of absolute fanny. Who, and oh, if you're never going to change someone completely, but what you can do is have a learn. You can learn to behave better for your partner and not be not play it down. So, for example, can you though? Can you? I think you can. I think you can. You got to. Do, it takes effort, but of course you can do it. Like I know. I don't say things around you. I'm going to say something very, very inflammatory right now. But it's me being devil's advocate, and I'd like to hear your response to it. Oh, as long as you, yeah. Is it that it's not that you try and make changes to you know help your relationship with your partner when you're in a relationship? Is it not fair to say that men just lie more to hide? The changes that they don't want to have to make. No, no, it's not. It's 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 simple behaviour. It's for example, if it, you, you break it down, is it, I, I like the dishwasher stacked in a certain way, right? You can you could think you're doing it better. I where you get that from? I know, fine, yeah. You could as <laughs> an example, you could do it in a, in a different way, but it's still going to piss me off. If you just learn to do it a better way, it's not a problem. Even though you think it's better, that's just learning to be better for your partner. If you know that you hate me making jokes about you know uh, women because you're a strong fe- feminist, even though I don't care, I'm mostly saying things just because they're a joke, um, I'd stop doing it. That's what I mean by behaviours. I'm mostly dating you just because you're a joke. <laughs> okay, now let's, we talk that to death. Let's move on to uh, another opinion sent in this week from a man. Shall I read the man's ones? No, I'm going to. No, I'm going to read the man's ones. And you can ones. read the next one. Right. No, we'll, do a, we'll do a woman and a man each. Okay, ready? Well, like a quiet night in. Andy. Been listening to your new podcast, Think It's Mega, and a great topic that I talk to all my mates about all the time is false advertising. A guy gets in a relationship and it's sex on tap. You're up to your eyeballs on in it and loving life. Then over time, it drops. Goodbye lust and all that. But why does it seem like women decide to just turn off the tap? That's false advertising. It's a bloke you have a certain sex drive and you want someone who can satisfy that sex drive. Women know this and they use it as a magic power or tool against us to get us to buy them stuff or do boring stuff like go to gardening centres. <laughs> We then spend the rest of our existence begging and pleading for sex. Thoughts on this? I mean, that is a huge stereotype question. I would just really like to um, uh, just compare the first uh, email that we had from Tammy, who was basically saying, James, thank you for being so honest and for showing me that actually all men, you know, have certain traits. And I'm really... And then this, which is (laughs) quite clearly... Quite, Andy, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there for you to think on. Is it possible that you don't like women? <laughs> First of all, can I just say that Tammy actually basically said, because James is such a wanker, yeah. it's made me feel like my husband's less of a wanker and a rude wanker. <laughs> so thank you so much. So thanks for fucking glossing out. Yes. This this bloke is so what's his name? Andy. Right, Andy. Right, first of all, there's nothing wrong with going to a fucking gardening centre, Andy. Grow up. Garden centres <laughs> are great, like especially with the small cafes centers. they have. They're like, cold. I mean, I don't mind going in the summer, but in the winter they're very cold. Oh, yeah, fine. I mean, I, I, they're I not cosy. I don't there's think it's no a problem. No, it's, it's, if there's an old um, tea room, uh, they're cosy at garden centres. Great Welsh rare bit. Kate I used to go with one to oh, Moss End Garden Centre with my grandma. Oh, and my grandma. Oh. It's not really nice. She's dead now. So we talked about having sex in her astral, which I watched that clip back, and even I was like, oh my. God, I'm such an asshole. Um, yeah. Okay, so first of all, I make this. This is a massive stereotype, classic thing, where you know the the old adage and old stereotype that men are desperate to have sex, women control the keys to the to Kingdom. the fanny cabinet, and to the fanny cabinet, and won't you know, and won't hand it out. And the, when they first start a relationship, it gets really fired up, and then they they don't have sex. I just. 
I think that's I think a that's an old type way of thinking, and it kind of denies the fact that what the world we live in now, where everybody's on Tinder, Bumble, Raya, all these other apps, that women are, are basically. <laughs> Pardon? They should change the name of Bumble to Bumhole. <laughs> Sorry. That's Gary. a very niche <laughs> thing you were ordering around. Not that niche. Wow. Mr. Evil Angel Porn Whoa. website. Oh, don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, so I, I, so I think, you know, the fact that we, we had Emma Sale on, she was talking about liberation of women. I, I think women have big sex drives. I think, I do think, I, I, and this, I, I, even though I, you might be, uh, um, what's the word, uh, the exception to the rule, I do think a lot of men want more sex than the women often. I'm just going to sit on it and just wait. Okay. That's what you do later, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't normally wait there. Okay, you done. Well, yeah, and I, 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 but I think it is definitely a stereotype. I think in 2020, it's very different. I think women are wanting more sex, have more sex. I don't believe the whole sex drive thing is di- different. I don't think it's it's. Uh, I think more men have a higher sex drive than women, but it's not as bad as you think it is. Jeez. I think on average, on average, potentially. <clears throat> okay. Okay, um, this is like everything that is wrong <laughs> with men and women and the view of men and women on sex. I will tell you this right now. Me and two of my female friends have a far higher sex drive than our male partners. Like James actually was false advertising, Andy, in the in the beginning, all about it, all about it, all about it. And now, as we know, we'll only do it at one certain time of day. And but I, I'm still doing it, though, every I, day at that certain time I, of day. And I have to pester him to keep it going, like to keep it. I'm like, come on, no. come on. Yeah, yeah. Because, wait, I have a higher sex drive than you. It's just true. No, it, I have a really no high sex drive, but you're annoying as fuck. So I sometimes don't want to have sex. And I, it's bedtime. Okay, fine. So anyway, I have a higher sex drive than James. And and it is, and it is, and, and that can be said for a few of my friends. And I'll tell you what perpetuating this stereotype does. It makes women feel like shit when they have a higher sex drive than their partner, because it makes you think like, it's you. Like, well, hang on. All men want to have sex all the time. Why doesn't he want to have sex with me all the time? And it's a horrible learning curve to go through that me and a few of my friends have had to go through. It is not men v. women in terms of sex drive and quote-unquote false advertising. It is simply some people have a higher sex drive than other people, regardless of gender. And also in a relationship, some people just get a bit complacent and get a bit bored and aren't really that into it anymore and some people can keep it going and they're like, they're like super into it and it, it's got nothing to do with gender this is a complete gender stereotype and it's completely inaccurate and it's got everything to do with individual sex drive. I also think that where these men like Andy go wrong, right? Is it why would you not put your energy into making your sex life better? Yeah, why would I you agree. not why would you not sit down and say I have I have a bit more of a desire, or, or I have a perceived more of a desire. What can I do that, to make you more interested in it? What do you need? Yeah. But what you said with on on Emma's uh, uh, podcast about you know, or, and what she says about the little text messages, the little thing. You know, it's not false advertising. You don't just want to go and have one. Look, there are manipulative people on both sides, or you know, some girls who have told you categorically. I wouldn't cause any arguments. I wouldn't say anything. I'd give him whatever he wants until I got the ring, I've got the baby, and I got the thing. And then suddenly it's like, ba boom, shut us down. No, you're not going out. No, you're not doing this. No, you're not doing that. I think you would have a better relationship experience if you did have a woman like that who is a bit more like, you know what? I won't say anything. I'll just angle my way closer to getting what I want out of the situation. And I actually think that's a brilliant way to be. Clearly, as I'm sure everyone has gathered from listening to Coffee's Quarantine, I've got a fucking mouth on me. <laughs> and if I don't like the way that you're being, I'll fucking tell you and I'm sure as people have also gathered you've got a mouthpiece on you and that's why when I tell you that I don't like something you're doing World War 3 ensues but no, we have a healthy debate 
we have a very unhealthy arguing system, but we're working on it. Yes. But what I would say is that some gender stereotypes are stereotyped because they're accurate, okay? We are more emotional. Of course we are, because we have very different hormonal makeup to men and we have, we have hormonal cycles. It's science. It's not some weird kind of murky question mark. Why are women so much more emotional? It's science. We have a different hormonal makeup and we have cycles go, we're more emotional, period. Those stereotypes are completely accurate. Stereotyping... And you're not very rational. Well, emotion, Fine. by definition... Right is a different category to rationality because yeah. it's that's why right you know it's quite hard to deal with though that isn't it you, yeah but that but if if you're if you're straight you have to deal with it so suck it up get on with it right <laughs> and and also um, but like certain, you want it you should just get the fuck yeah it. if you want to date women then right, accept right. it ah, it's, it's the truth well i hate the fact that you're so injured that we can't go for a walk but i married a rugby player so i have to suck it up and deal with it <laughs> i got an injection of my ankle now i can't walk yeah but back. but what i'm saying is is that i made a choice i yeah, get on did, with it yeah, just fine. get on with it right, I did, I did, I did, and, fuck. but the, but there are some gender stereotypes which are wholly inaccurate and perpetuated by either men or women again i'm not stereotyping just men either men or women to make their sex feel like the better sex, okay? And and sex drives is one of them to make men feel like they're better. And I'm sorry, but it's not true and it's inaccurate and it actually causes damage. And I, I know it has. Like women, I've had relationships where I've been like, what is wrong with me? I don't understand. I have a, just a, a crazy high sex drive. Yeah. And so I, am I. And, I mean, whatever, it's fine. Will oh, you stop <laughs> emasculating me on my own fucking podcast? It was my idea. Um, but I will say... On like, my own podcast yeah. called Couples Quarantine. It's called James Haskell with Friends. I, um, <laughs> but I think he should put his energy back into it. I, and I agree with you. I don't think that's the case. I think it is more... I personally believe it is more in favour of men versus women. But we're not trying to do that. As we said, we're trying to not go head to head. This is Couples Quarantine. Hi everyone and welcome to Couples Quarantine. Now I know Chloe you've been snooping around and actually worked out a little bit about what's going on today but this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, a comprehensive nutritional beverage. <laughs> yeah with so many stresses in life it can be really difficult to get in enough fruit and veg aka micronutrients that our bodies really need but this is where athletic greens can help you out their daily all-in-one greens powder is easily added to your day-to-day life with zero worry or fuss Joe you know what it's actually really tasty because some green supplements are a little bit Ugh, but Athletic Greens does an awesome job packing in 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including multivitamins, minerals, probiotics, green superfoods. I know I sound like an absolute keno scientist here, but of course I read the boxes. Mm-hmm. It was my daily reading for the day. It also increases energy and focus and aids with digestion and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need, I won't believe this, to take multiple products. Athletic Greens is one formula based on the latest research, investing in absorbable and natural sources of each ingredient and going above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure that their customers receive the highest quality supplement. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, no thanks, and contains less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. And I've tried this and I agree. I give it my Haskell seal of approval. (laughs) So right now, Athletic Greens will support your immune system during the winter months and they're offering our audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and 
five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit the link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. Sorry, did you say a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs? Yes. Can we? Can I claim that? <laughs> I'm sure you can. I know it's insider trading, but all you have to do to, to win this incredible prize is simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash couples and join health experts chloe athletes me and health conscious go-getters around the world to make a daily commitment to their health every day again for the slow reader group simply visit athleticgreens.com slash couples and get your free year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs this is couples quarantine yeah uh, rob thompson right okay Good morning. Just listened to your last podcast while smashing the gym early doors on Sunday. <laughs> Lad. <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're not going to the gym, you don't use the word smashing it or a cheeky Nando's, then you're not really a I man. say smashing it to my clients all the time and I cringe every time. Yeah, you should I do. do. Um, just listened to your latest podcast while smashing the gym early doors on Sunday and thought I'd message him regarding celebrity couples, if I may. Do you know what? You bloody well may. Obvious choice, Rich and Judy. <laughs> Brings about topics of experience and uncomfortable answers for questions such as... Funniest incident in bed. I mean, we got to ask it's Rich and Judy the funny incident, funniest incident in bed. Oh, I thought this was for us to talk about. Well, no, we can talk about it because we're not going to ask your parents they about didn't that. Circle that one. I circled. Yeah, those. worst sex injury. Yeah. <laughs> oh, where were you going then? What's your worst sex injury? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about your piggy bank. <laughs> Oh, yeah, go on, tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it. It's not a nickname for my penis or ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> for, piggy piggy bank. Bank. for piggy bank. Yeah. Or my bottom. Remember actually, we should, I said we should start a, a brothel called the Beavery and then we should do a men's one called the Piggy Bank. <laughs> I like That's that. so good. Right. Um, pigs and blankets. Um, so, okay, so James, um, it's like he's he's a bit weird about some stuff like his like nan gave him or his mum ages ago like yeah. what like gave him like a a like a little pottery when i was pig. 5 yeah a little pottery like piggy bank pig and like he like has to go everywhere with him, like. But not everywhere in the car, Chloe. Don't no, make out. No, I've no, no. I mean, sort of I mean, like, problem. I mean, like, sometimes it'll be in the bedroom. Sometimes he'll take it down to the Chloe, office. Chloe, no, it's sometimes not a, it's not a dog. It's not a dog. It no, was... no, he moves it around. So anyway, <laughs> no, no, and, I, and I'm, I always said to him, like, uh, why don't we just try and like, you know, make the house a little bit more grown up? His, his name was Gary Trotter, by the Gary way. Gary Trotter. Yeah. Um. So why don't we just try and like adult the house it's his house there's only a certain amount that i can do to it you know i've already spent like a lot of my money on it trying to make it a bit more you know nice a bit less rugby boy and a bit more you know what, the strip nice. of poles and lights and smoke machines yeah. are going out. no i mean like the check curtains and they came with the house and weird things on the wall anyway what, pictures of me in vegas with <sighs> james's whole house is a shrine to himself anyway shock who knew he the, had an the, ego the, the, lounge, of China. The, the captain's suite the yeah um, so anyway the lion's bar so he so uh, he won't get rid of. He was like, "No, we're not getting rid of the piggy bank." My mum got it for me. It's like, a, like just a weird little potted pig. It's there's nothing special about it at all. And I was like, oh, "Okay, fine." So this ugly piggy bank is just sat in the in the house for like years. And then <laughs> once it was on the windowsill in the bedroom. <laughs> I don't really want to give detail because I feel like it's too private. But we would do. We were ha- we were we were having sex and something happened. I I moved in the wrong way, 
and the piggy bank flew off <laughs> the windowsill and hit the deck. It was weird because it hit carpet. Shit, piggy bank. Made of porcelain, so. Yeah, and it, um, it hit the deck and it just broke everywhere. And James, at the time, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, because I knew that it was, like, weirdly meant a lot to him. And he was like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, I ignore it. And I was like, oh, good, oh, good, he doesn't care, fine, thank God, you know, thank God it was during sex, otherwise I would have gotten a lot of trouble. We finish. Hate fucked you today. <laughs> yeah, we finish. What and did then, you do to Gary Bonnie, you fucking... He, like, took a step back from me, and he was like, you did that on purpose. <laughs> Swear to God, I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. You were like, you did it on purpose and you did it during sex on purpose. I was like, I didn't did. do it on purpose. I'm really happy that it's dead and it's gone, but I promise you I didn't do it on purpose. And he was absolutely you did. You you livid. You... No, so much so you've now replaced it with another no, shitty no, no, piggy no. bank. No, I, I, I do some work with St. James's Wealth Management and they gave me a plastic piggy bank pig. Thank you, St. James. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't told my mum that you broke. I mean, hopefully she doesn't watch this because honest okay. to God, she oh. will be mortified. Mortified. Um, no, but my the funniest thing incident that happened in my bedroom. I was once actually wasn't with you. I was I was, you know, going to perform some some you know going down bits. It wasn't with me. Yeah. <laughs> I did have sex before I met you. Just to let you know. Once really, or twice. you don't perform like you once did. Or twice? Do I not? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. The professor in the bedroom, uh, and. Um, I yeah, I was actually I was on all fours going to go going down on someone, and I had a your favourite, the happy eaters, the happy eaters favourite dining favorite experience. Time of day. And as I leant forward, there was a bit of tension on the cheeks, and 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 I as I leant forward, it went. I farted. Your cheeks, my oh, cheeks, okay. yeah. I don't want to fart. I'd be sick into the <laughs> the love. You wouldn't. You'd find a way to. Oh, I would it not, and Chloe. And I, yeah, Anything and I, could I leant forward, and, it went, and then I looked up. She looked at me, and I was like springs in the bed are here are ridiculous and I don't think she bought it and then a little bit of smell wafted forward Ew. but it wasn't yeah. I have a story about your bottom in sex no we I won't d- tell oh, it because it's what? worse than that Chloe you, you can't <laughs> lie to people on this podcast but don't think back but, no, think back to the very beginning don't even <laughs> it happened so far go there don't well even go we've there we've all had sex don't trauma. even go there right like, what's the worst things... injury you've had i really i don't think i've ever been oh no yeah i've like i've pulled muscles and and mm-hmm. really bruised myself i almost broke my penis in half i think that happens to a lot of men when they yeah. let girls on top who can't hold their oh body oh yeah i mean by the way you know, I will give you a gold star, like you know, uh, I, I will give you a Duke of Edinburgh silver, a gold award for your on top behaviour because <laughs> some people it's terrifying. It's because you have to, if you can't hold your lower body, I think it's because yeah, but girls love getting on top. Then it's they, dangerous. I'm, it honestly, dangerous. I'm like that. At any moment, my dick's going to get snapped I, yeah, off. Yeah, if I was I, a guy, I, I, I wouldn't let any guy no, do my, it. No, no, mine was on all fours, getting a bit. Of, you know, it was actually you got a bit, of, and, I, and it. It came out and, and hit, or hit the, the bone between the. Ow. Yeah, I know. And I, and I was like, I, I stopped. Uh, oh, fine, it's fine. But someone uh, I know actually snapped. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it. I would dislocated. not let a girl get on top of me no, unless no. she was like like lower body. No, but on, but on top of on all fours or doggy style, almost snapped it off that way, oh, hitting how? it back because because getting get a bit and it just came out and and uh, you know and then snapped. She had a very small vagina, this lady. Congratulations. It was you, you dickhead. It oh. happened to you, yeah. And it's definitely not small. It's like a KFC bucket, a little high bucket. 26 pieces in there. I don't think that's true. I don't it's think not you true. would have married like me. No, and then the other topic that he suggested was Danny Cipriani. That we talked about. Got anything to say about Danny Cipriani, Chloe? Uh, I've got a few things to say about Danny Cipriani. Have you? I do. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, how much do you like him? 
a normal, appropriate size like, man. I, I like just appropriate Very size excited for him. He's engaged. He's engaged. Um, very eager to meet he might his new be lady. married, I think. I don't know. I don't think they got married yet. Well, she's taking his name. Yeah. He's Can't like, take your name without being it's married. It's like a cute thing. like calling your partner like wifey before you're married. Mm. Yeah, it's cute. Well, ask him. Let's get him on the show. He will, will not. He will not, not come, come on the show. show. This is what's so ironic about Sips is that people don't realise how private he yeah, is. Yeah, he hates it. It's like, it's amazing. Um, no, I love it. No, but we can't cute. ask... Uh, we will put Get Rich and Judy on here because I'd like to ask about like making marriage worth for work for a period, you know, for length of time, if that's that, but we're not asking him sex questions. I'll tell you exactly what they'll say because I've grown up be- listening to this all right, question. Fine, all right, fine, all right. We'll have it more they'll fun They'll just say, that. don't get divorced. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a terrible answer. There's a better journalist than that. I watched one this morning. Right, come on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You watched them on this morning, did mm. you? Did you watch my parents on this Yeah, but I didn't know that they were your parents on our first date. And then you went, I went, what do you do to parents? You, you went, fucking must Chloe, I went, what do you do? What do your parents do? And you went, well, work on TV. I thought they were fucking people who did the wires or camera people. I didn't know. It was only when I got back and saw the picture of your dad on the wall and I thought you were into really fruity, older-looking men that I go, fucking hell, my, you know, this girl's a bit naughty. And then I then I realised she was your dad. And then it dawned on me, Maidly. Maidly. You do like an older man? And also, I look like everyone always says, all the trolls are like, she looks like her dad in a wig. And I'm like, fair. Well, only when I put you in a wig and put a star on me, call you Richard. Um, it is fair. Richard, interview me, you naughty like bastard. I even have his like hands and feet. <laughs> oh, I know, that's what I really like. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely fucking don't. Right, carry on. I think we should get him on just so people can hear what he's like with you because he handles you very yeah, really well. Yeah, really well. Maybe if, you, if your old dear's not keen, we'll get Richard because, you know, I, I mean, I love your parents. Judy. Parents. Judy says no to everything that we ask her to do. Mm. Everything. Hmm. And then, gets, no and then gets upset for that she didn't do it. And I'm like, what? You said no. That's, that's, that's almost, almost a very female trait, that. No, if I want to do something, I'll do uh, it. Yes, but also sometimes, you know, there'll be times you don't want to go. And if you think I'm having more fun because you didn't go, then you want to go. Okay, next question. <laughs> this really upset me. <laughs> like, Are you going to cry again? No, I won't cry again. But I am, And I want to read it out because I just want to speak speak to you and i think you can all say some stuff as well so hi chloe and james i just wanted to thank you for your discussion on your last podcast about how to get over and move on from a previous relationship i am a year and a half out of a very toxic relationship where i was cheated on and mentally and emotionally abused for the duration and it has left me with extremely bad anxiety and severe self-doubt by the time the relationship ended i was two stone lighter and on the verge of suicide 
I'm well and truly over him now, but I'm still really struggling with what he did to me. What Chloe said about not properly being able to move on until you meet someone new really resonated with me. I really do want to meet somebody new, but my heart is very closed off now and I'm terrified to let another man in. I'm 38 in two days and I worry that my life is now slipping away. I'd love to have a family one day, so I've spent the last 18 months working really hard on myself. I got a new job. I'm, oh God. (laughs) I got a new job. I moved cities and I saw a counselor to help me try and deal with the abuse. But sadly at my age, which isn't old at all, by the way. So we'll, we'll get to that. My social circle is much smaller than it used to be and my experience of online dating is somewhat tainted too. Don't blame me. I just wondered if either of you have any advice. I'm really enjoying your podcast so far. I was a big fan of the podcast. Thank you. And I love listening to you both, Anna. So I, I just want to say really quickly, um, I've had really horrible relationship like this as well. And I totally understand like how much it grinds you down to that point where you don't you really just can't see the light at all um it's it's such a blessing in disguise that like you're out of it it's such um an applaudable thing that you're working really hard on yourself and you're doing everything you can and I'm so sorry that somebody treated you like that and it's not your fault that he clearly has some really mega issues um and I I promise you 38 I understand what you're saying about social cycle being small but 38 is not old at all um it's all about just finding the areas where men reside and they those tend to be places like gyms pubs even like ugh, annoyingly like sports games and stuff like that and actually like having the confidence to go up and talk to men and you know you don't need to jump into anything really quickly but just go on a few dates and feel them out and you should have you should get a good idea of whether or not this person is another asshole or not quite quickly i actually don't think men can hide it very well um so i would just say yeah you you need to put yourself out there and, and 38 isn't old and it's not too late so please chill um and I think that you're a really amazing, strong, brilliant woman. Um, James, what do you think about meeting someone new after an abusive Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I think firstly, Anna, you know, really sorry to hear you've gone through that. I think the, what you've done is exactly what we talked about on, um, you know, I think a couple of podcasts ago uh, when we were actually in Greece about you know, looking after yourself, prioritising yourself, making you the best version of yourself, getting therapy. It's really important. But having a relationship is a very difficult thing in general. And coming out of an abusive relationship in general is very difficult. So it's important to reach out to get therapy as an individual, as a couple when required. I think when Michelle Obama said that, you know, Barack and her have therapy, it kind of legitimised it for everybody. Um yeah. And, and Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. And we've had therapy. Yeah, yeah. We never we never say that because it means we get, we'll get end up getting asked about it by annoying journalists who'll write something completely inaccurate. But we've had therapy on and off for like... I've, I've had therapy on, since I was 17. No, I mean as a couple. Oh, yeah, I've had yeah. therapy since I was 21. But yeah, yeah we've done it a couple of times. It's, like, really, yeah. it's really helpful when you hit a sticking point. It's really yeah, helpful. Yeah, but I think, I, think, I think a lot of people just think see it as a sign of weakness. Uh, it's not at all. I, I don't know. I, I say, I say, I say yeah. it is. I think for, for you meeting new people, I think, look, first of all, society dictates that if you're not married by you know 25 to 30, time's running out, you bollocks. You're 38. You know, I know you've got uh, women have a, a, the biological clock. but So it, do men, by the way, and nobody talks about this but their their sperm gets weaker and actually more more problematic yeah. um, as they age but no one talks about that and also <laughs> men, men go through the menopause the testosterone levels drop they you know they, they yeah. libido lid um you know, uh, aging body, you know, way they feel, well-being, all dips as well. Just Are you like going women. through the menopause? <laughs> have been through the menopause. Um, so I think, first of all, that's something to consider. Meeting people, I think, look, you know, dating apps 
there are a lot of good stories about that. I think for me, you know, certain apps are just pickup apps, just for for you know, easy breezy. Uh, I I, I I wouldn't personally go near it because no. everyone I know who has, I mean, everyone. I, I as far as I'm aware, the vast majority, and this isn't this isn't everyone, but the vast majority just use it to get laid. Yes, I, I think that's I think that's very true. I think men go into them using them to get laid because again, men are ruled by the penises. I, but then, said, hang on, but you started dating me because you just wanted to have sex, and then all of a sudden we we develop from there. So maybe actually, it doesn't matter if that's what they're going yeah, into I, it for. If they like the person, yes, they like that, the person. That's what the, 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 the podcast you said before that was is that there is no problem having sex with people and meeting up with people. Where it goes wrong is the honesty afterwards. Yeah, and you know people go. The old men will turn around and say after sleeping with someone, look, I'm not looking for something serious. Or I might flag it up beforehand. I wasn't looking for something serious with you. I met you. We had really good sex. I really liked you. You made me laugh. You laughed at my jokes. And we, we, we stayed together. And you turned out to be a fantastic, wonderful, caring, compassionate person who's made me a better person being with you than without you. It's true. Don't roll your eyes. It's fucking true. Right? But you know what? A lot of men. If you slept with someone and, and met up with them, and it isn't right, just fucking say it isn't right. That would solve half the problem. Don't go. I'm not looking for something serious and drag so a girl on. What would you would, say to her? I about- would. I would focus exactly what you said on places where go to places that interest you. I think pubs are a bit dodgy. I think gyms are an interesting well, it dep- place. It depends. I, all my male friends you know, who I love are at the pub every weekend. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just. Yeah, I mean, maybe I was thinking something. Like, I don't know what, a pub out of these dens or something. Um, but I. I yeah, I would, you know, I would maybe look at some serious date like Match dot com or some other ones where they, where apparently it is not just, you know, yeah. want to fuck situation. I'd also go to like gyms and, and events and places, and also maybe if you've been fishing in the same pool of people, broaden your horizons, but yeah. so you don't gravitate towards the same sort of people, and don't be frightened to take some risks because the worst thing you can do is guard your heart, however easy that is to do, because it will shut you off. Relationships are love about putting everything out there. And the chances you might get fucked over. The chance it could get fucked over, it can happen. But if you don't do that, it is better to have loved than lost than never to have loved at all. Keats, you're welcome. Educated, yes. I would rather not have to go through the pain of losing a love than like, like and never know what it was. Never, ha- never have to worry yeah. about it. Then like have done it and then be in hell. How many times? What's how many times in any area of life you hadn't gone and decided to take the risk of setting up your own business because you didn't want people to judge you? You were worried that people were going to hate you. Why would you do that? You've never would have done it. You never. Had no, success. no, I'm not talking about risk taking. I'm saying that like I'm no, I'm saying the specific phrase. It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. I very much no, disagree I, with. I, 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 why would you? You're telling me that all the magical moments that we've had together, the holidays, and you know, staying at like Cowboys Park, going. To New York, going to the yeah, amazing, but if, magical. No, but if we broke, if we got a divorce and yeah. we broke up, yeah. I would very much wish that it, none of it had ever happened because then oh, you have yes, to deal with it being done. Yes, but everybody does that. But that's but that's the risk of life. Okay, fine. I'm just you I'm can't, just, but you can't. I'm live just in a playing cocoon. devil's advocate. I will say one thing though. Um, the reason I'm hesitant to to say this mm-hmm. is because it sounds really wanky. But so I went to Soho House the other day to have a meeting. Yeah, right? no, they told me you've been in. Yeah. Ah, oh yeah, the guy yeah, who yeah. worked at um, yeah, so the other one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, middle class so, chats. Yeah, nice to know where I can and can't have my affairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joking. Anyway, so I went in there for a meeting, and I walked up, and there were, I would say, four or five attractive men sat there. Everyone in there is attractive, as I'm sure you can guess, but sat there working on their laptops. And I walked in there, and I did think to myself, if I was single would I have the confidence to go up to one or two of these guys and speak to them? And I thought to myself... one at a time, Chloe. And I I thought to myself, yes, I would. 
But I think that confidence comes from me knowing in my subconscious that I'm in a relationship and I'm married and I've got you. If I was well and truly on my own, would I? But the point I'm trying to make with this is, is that you are not gonna know unless you get the confidence up to go over to a guy who you find attractive and you know people might roll their eyes but that's really important in the beginning to at least want to fuck the person go up to a guy that you find attractive and say hello and introduce yourself and so what if you get rejected you get rejected it's not a big deal but he might be like oh you're attractive too because it's better to have risked it than not risked it yeah, but I don't mean about romantic love and loss. Like, that's hard. It applies to anything. Everything in life's hard. So you meant to be. think about your worst breakup. Yes. Right. Yes. And you're still happy that yes. you went through that yes, whole because, thing. Yes, because because it has made me the person I am today, rightly or wrongly. But I've had adventures. I had good times. Do you not think that that breakup made you a worse person? No, I don't. Okay, fine. <laughs> I know you disagree, but I don't. Well, I look back at like one of my ex-boyfriends who was very similar to that. What I just read. Yeah. And I loved him very much and he absolutely yeah. destroyed me. And it is absolutely not better that I loved, went through that, lost it, and then carried on with life. Then never, I wish it had never happened. Yes, of course. But the thing is that but you you have to put yourself out there. You have to play you have to play the cards in life, the risk. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying you have to play, otherwise you won't know. Yeah. You never would have found me if you hadn't played taken the risk. <laughs> And she's super happy about that. And that's great. Thrilled. I really, you know, and do you know what? We can really feel the love coming off me today on Couples Quarantine episode You're seven. You're just chipper. I'm just not chipper today. When are you chipper? Do you I, know? Because the government, there's been, there'll be a warning on Sky News if you become chipper. This morning I was dancing to Beyonce in the gym. That's chipper. Yeah, I was chipper. I'm chipper always. With <laughs> this viewers and listeners, all 10 of them who listen to this podcast. Actually, we had it. We're getting over 20,000 people an episode at the moment. So thank you. Keep sharing, keep subscribing, keep loving. Keep writing your questions in. CQQuestions at jameshaskell.org. CQQuestions at jameshaskell.org. Well done. Right, next question. Okay. Another man. <laughs> okay. This is, uh, it's goes J. Bring finger blasting. <laughs> Bring finger blasting back. I agree with you, James. Thank you, Jay. And yes, women do not let it go. Though I, I felt I had to email to say that. Yes, women do not let arguments go. And they always just keep rabbiting on about it. What well, that is a stereotype. Do you think that's a stereotype? Or do you think that's true? I, I think I, I think I have I, I've been told by various family members before that I have trouble letting things go and it's not great. Um, but you tell me I don't let anything go, but you never let. No, anything no. What go. I mean is, once we have got it go, you, you'll always refer back to it. And, you know, we just it's just about like letting shit go. No, James, you bring up an argument that we had in Dubai, maybe six months into our relationship. <laughs> And we've been together like six years and you still bring it up now. And I'm like, why are we still talking about this? Oh, yeah. I was telling you that I wanted to get married one day and that I thought and you were saying that you can't control that kind of thing. No, that wasn't what you said. I said to you, if you're in a relationship and you're trying to get married and it doesn't work out, you wouldn't wouldn't stay in it. You'd have to, if it became untenable, you'd have to leave it. The debate was that you said that you can't control whether or not you end up getting married to your partner. And I was like, that's complete crap. Of course you can. And we ended up getting into a huge fight. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it it's unusual got, for us that doesn't sound like us right shall I read that one or? yep okay this is from Callum <clears throat> I love the name Callum what's going on James and Chloe love the podcast and the angle and opinions on both ends makes a good watch thank you uh, I wanted to ask if you've ever experienced any sexual difficulties as a macho man James you have to, have you ever suffered any performance issues I'm a rugby lad my, uh, myself play eight classic and I've, I've been with my fiance for seven years and i just i've just overcome some anxiety issues in the bedroom which really knocked my confidence would love to know both of you guys opinions on this do you know what i have had some performance issues uh it's happened to me once when you tried to catch a ball 
I will. Right, anyway, so I have actually had some performance issues. There was once a girl that um, put, basically kept saying, look, you know, I don't want to sleep with you if you're not going to date with me, date me and everything else like that. And I was like... <laughs> you said gape with me? I was like, ew, who is this girl? Chloe, you've got to stop <laughs> pretending that you're showing people that you even know what these words are. You're supposed to be a lady in the public eye. Stop being gross. Mm. That's what I married you. Now, um, but... Uh, the, <laughs> Gave you one Gave you one the nickname. No, I'm not telling the nickname, right? So anyway, uh, uh. <clears throat> and I had a performance. Basically, this girl kept saying to me, you know, I'm not going to sleep with you if you're just going to go. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. I quickly realised that I was 100% going to and because I wasn't that into it, but I quite wanted to have sex, right? Shock. And so uh, it, I went, took her out for lunch and... Um, lunch? Yeah. It's a very daytime vibe for someone who wants to get their underway. I was a daytime operator. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah I've told you all my exploits. I was never. I was in bed by seven thirty most nights, after doing a lot of jobs in the day. Um, day off, obviously. And I, uh, I basically, and when I got into the bedroom, you know, start undressing and things, and I just didn't get up. It just, it nothing happened. So much so it was like that scene out. Were you really? Were you turned on? Well, in my mind, I thought, well, yeah, I mean, not like. Well, yeah, mentally, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I was like trying to have sex. I was like, I didn't, you know, this is what we did. Played rugby, did this. This is all Who's we had. Me? By me, we and my penis, we oh. the penis and me. So you know, in like in um, the what women want with Mel Gibson, where he can't get up because she's in his head and he like, can't do the job. Tits. Yeah, he he goes, he goes. Everybody Google that Mel Gibson drunk voice because like, it's the best thing. And in the he world. goes into he goes into the bathroom. He's like, "What are you doing? This yeah. is what we do." I had to go. Excuse me for a minute. Go to the bathroom. I was like, it, it just would not do anything. I couldn't get up. Couldn't. Yeah. So then I, I couldn't do it, and I basically like I'm really sorry. It's nothing to do with you. It's just me, and I apologise. And then I went away, rang everybody I know to tell them this had happened. <laughs> and then a week later, I went and took a Viagra and did a job anyway, and I was back on the horse. You took a Viagra. Yeah. But again, my best friend is a, is a sex therapist, so I know this as a matter of fact. Where it spirals is is when you start to overthink it, and and then before you know it. You're, you've got a problem. But also how the partner reacts to it. If your partner goes, why haven't you come? Or like looks at your dick and goes, what am I supposed to do with that? That's guaranteed <laughs> to give you... Who would say that's that? That's guaranteed to give you um, like performance issues and, and everything else. So I think if you have an issue or you have anxiety, again, speak to a therapist. I think it's really important. But also explain to your partner that this isn't about you. It's not about you. Like not coming, not coming is not a... And a front on you. It might just be you weren't wasn't able to do yeah, it. Yeah, but so this is where we can actually full circle back to Andy's email. This is the problem. Is that we have been conditioned to believe as a society, we've been conditioned to believe that men want sex more than women. So when a man can't get it up, when a man can't come, the woman takes great offence and thinks it's all about her. And then what that does in turn is shame you guys into thinking yeah. there's something wrong with you. And then a sexual dysfunctional relationship can occur. It's not a good. That's why it's not a good thing to gender stereotype with sex because agreed. it's inaccurate and it's agreed, not good. Agreed. But yeah, it's funny though sometimes. But it is. Though. But it applies to everybody. And I think the main thing is like mentally tackling it and getting over it because, yeah, if you you know if you know from history that you can get hard, then it's a mental but issue. But also, look, we've just had suicide prevention, National Suicide Prevention Day on Thursday. We've got World Mental Health Day coming up on the tenth of October. Everybody has got shit going on. Everybody is not world champion all the times. Happy, confident. You know, everyone Happy has. Happy is it, one emotion yeah. in a vast spectrum of emotions that we go through every day. So the idea that people are happy all the time is like the most ridiculous so, thing. Yeah. So the the idea is, yes, mate, I, I've had a problem. Everybody's had something, you know, in various different degrees. Whether it's you know, performance could come. Could I've got a mate, a couple of mates, 
who can't come at all. Doesn't matter what the, what the problem is with whether it, and have had, had therapy and tried to 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 deal with it. Lots of people have things going on. Some people don't voice it. Lots of people have got things on emotionally. So please, as we're coming towards World Mental Health Day, reach out, speak to people. Don't be shy. And partners, if your partner's got a problem, try to be understanding. Try to help and remember that the, the one reaction, every reactions and interactions you have with each other can define that relationship the rest of time and also can define how you how someone thinks about themselves so if you have sex with someone for the first time and you say something about them or their body or, or whatever or rude that could fuck that person up f- forever if they don't address it so just be more considerate i think in the bedroom remember we've all got shit we're all you know we i would say be. yeah be more just any couples that are listening be considerate um just be just think you know think before you speak think before you act and and yeah be kind to each other because james is right we're all we all fight our own battles we're all going through stuff like i know recently i've been having some really bad issues with my anxiety again and it's it's a struggle sleeping is a struggle training is a struggle working is a struggle it's really really hard and you know if if you're lucky enough you know to be able to be honest about that kind of thing which i'm lucky enough that i am um it's important it's and you're lucky enough to have people to to lean on to help you through that um then like i say you're lucky so yeah just take care of each other and be kind to each other and james always says this and i love this are like he asks his friends like are you okay how are you what's going on ask check in with people check in and make sure they're doing okay because you'd be surprised as well how many people we know who look on the surface of things to be really strong and confident who have been or are going through some major mental health struggles and nobody would ever know and look, the whole idea of this podcast is not for Chloe and I to have an organised argument. It is a little bit. It is. It, but it was also for us to kind of share our our thoughts on things and be honest and open because we we get labelled with couple goals all the time and we want to break those barriers down. We want people to understand how a relationship works. Yes, I'm not a particularly normal person. Chloe doesn't come from a particularly normal background. But I think I disagree with that. I think I come from a very normal background, but to other people, it looks fine. Fine, yes, okay. But so my my idea is is to really just be honest and truthful. And whether you laugh, whether you think we're cringy, whether you think we're perpetuating stereotypes. I'm not going to play by the rules of 2020. I'm not going to not say words that I want to say. I'm not going to do things because too many people are fucking panicking. If you don't like what we're saying, then don't listen. But hopefully people will listen to this as they clearly are and get some benefit out of it. So stay safe. But stay there is also a line to what you should and shouldn't yeah, well, say. Yes, yes. All <laughs> like, right. I'm not going to not say whatever I want no. to say. Well, well have I crossed <laughs> it yet? No. Well, we don't know. We're, luckily, we have an editor. <laughs> Shit off. Well, that's a great way to leave it this week. Mm-hmm. I've been James Haskell. I've been Chloe Maidley. And you're listening to Couples Quarantine. Please subscribe, please share. Please hit us up on all your local your all your regular podcast platforms. And And send- next week we have a good we have a good celebrity couple on and it's good because of a few reasons which will become very clear in the and, podcast. And make sure you send your questions to cqquestions at jameshaskell.org. We we see everything, we go through everything, even if it's just to say you like it or even to say you say it rude, it might be quite funny and we'll, we'll put it out. I'm not advertising that. Did you see one of our reviews is like this is exactly why I don't like rugby boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like me yeah. too babe me too. <laughs> Guys a prick. Seeing you. <laughs>
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.